I'll go to cool.com. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast for 2016 with me, your host, 2016 Jick. And me, 2016 Riff. And me, 2017 Hot Stuff. Hot Stuff, you've come from the future. I have. What happens in the next year? We all win the lottery! Yay! Really? Yeah. Do we we have to split the winnings? Yeah, it kind of sucks. It's $4 per person. Oh wow, we all, like everybody. Oh, I see. There's there's an error. There's a lottery error in everyone's favor. Exactly. I see. I saw a statistic on Twitter a few minutes ago that said, if you're a man, you're 58 times more likely to be born with two dicks than to win the Powerball. 58 times more likely. Yes. I mean, and that that's based on, like, there have been a lot of, there are a lot of Powerball winners, right? Like, And they've all the, been but, female. That's interesting. Hmm. You would need some real power, you'd need some real Powerballs <laughs> to drive uh, balls, two yeah. dicks. <laughs> is this just, is this like I mean, some sort of weird statistical thing that falls out of George Washington having 27 dicks? Being born with two dicks is probably way more common than we think, right? Because yeah, there's like a lot one, of people one in, born. One in five and a half million was the statistic I saw. Huh. huh. But that's of everyone on Earth, right? Like, that's not, like, out of the subset of people dudes who actually are Earth, yeah. eligible. But, like, so of American dudes. Like, or dudes, like, are, dudes are in California. Are American dudes more likely to be born with two dicks? No, but they're more likely to win the Powerball because they're legally oh. allowed to buy tickets for it. Well, that's uh, that's based on the one in however many million chance it is that your numbers are the ones that are drawn. Like, any Yeah, I guess you, your numbers have to be drawn... Numbers. But you, you have to have numbers drawn so that you get two dicks. What I'm saying is that, like, <laughs> Aboriginal Australians are sort of cheating because they are way more likely to be born with two dicks than they are to win the Powerball because they're <laughs> never going to come here and buy a Powerball ticket. I, oh, oh yes, I see. I see. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. What I'm saying is I find Aboriginal Australians' unfair advantage in the realms of being born with two dicks to be an outrage. Well, but look at the bright side. At least you're more likely to win the lottery. That's true. That's and true. Then you can I guess buy I could just buy another, another dick. dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, For $4, remember, we could probably all have a second dick. Oh, yeah. Remember that Steve For Martin $4? Movie, I don't know if I want a $4 dick. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, it's like just some cartilage and veins and nerves right it's not worth much it's a it's a 1928 it's a 1928 dick so i think it's probably worth more now minted in silver (laughs) exactly (laughs) Mm, yeah that was that was the method of contraception in 1928 was just uh at birth injecting silver mm, no Mm. No, it's a Johnny Tremaine. I'd like the Johnny Tremaine special. Like, I'd like the dick uh, fused to the balls with uh, molten silver. Did you not read Johnny Tremaine? I I I feel like we've had this conversation before. I don't. And neither of you guys know what I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure that Jim read Johnny Tremaine, so I'll be sure to make this dick fused to balls with molten silver uh, joke again. (laughs) Joke. That was pretty generous. (laughs) Uh, Once Jim is here. How have you guys been? I'm pretty good. Okay. I had a, I had a massive hangover this morning. Yeah. You know, I was with you. You didn't drink anymore after I left, did nope. you? You were not that drunk. I know. And you did not drink that much. I don't get it. Do you ever do you ever have that? Like where it's like, well, I had four beers and then suddenly a worse hangover than I've had. Yeah. I don't that understand. happens to you sometimes? Yeah. I mean, well, it happened like it, it Today, happened in yeah. Austin. It happened 
last oh, night. Oh yeah, that's a good point. That happens to that. Ha- well, it has you- happened. It has happened like three or four times. I feel like there are just some days where I'm more susceptible to alcohol, or like maybe there's a particular kind of beer that really gets to me, and I just don't know because it's always hmm. drinking something that I don't normally drink. And this was just or is a- that just confirmation bias? I mean, no, but I mean, like that's that that has been the the case thus far. You were not acting like drunk hot stuff last night. Yeah. Okay. Drunk hot stuff likes to see whether or not he can climb a thing or sure. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do any of that. Like not stay on the sidewalk. Like drunk no. drunk hot stuff stops coloring in the lines. Starts uh, okay. very happy. Yeah, you're I'm a, you're good, a, I'm a pleasant. I'm a pleasant drunk when you're drunk. Yeah. Uh, you do like to climb on things. I do. But that's pleasant. It, it, if yeah. you're not the thing being climbed, I guess. That's true. That's true. Although it encourages me to do it and I and I hurt myself. Oh, right. Like when I graduated from that school in Portland. <laughs> right. Uh, Riff, have you ever been around Hot Stuff when he was real drunk? I guess there was that one uh, That podcast. one podcast, yeah. <laughs> he kind of climbed the floor. Yeah. That's true. I was really successful. Mm, yeah. Planted a flag. That was like a 4-0 the flat, what's what's flat ground in the in the difficulty rating scale for or is there no such thing uh flat ground is is a one is a one yeah huh you'd think it would be a zero i think it starts at one that's weird though right i think you just i think, think so be wrong. you're a programmer <laughs> no i think so because like i mean it also goes 5.1 through 9 and then 5.10 and somehow that's okay and we all call that 510 and we don't freak out right like uh, five right. five nine was supposed to be the hardest possible thing do that too no they, they no, don't they they're, don't they're right? oh they're oh nine it's every each significant digit is a different sort of category of upgrade yeah in that right so five you don't so your your tenth bug fix on version nine or version well five I guess in this case would be five point ten right I think generally speaking no I think it would be five point nine one or five it would it would be five point oh one and then five point yeah five point one is a major release or whatever like Blizzard's Blizzard's upgrade patch scheme for like the the point X updates are always content updates. Right, like right, they right. they do. I mean, and I think they go out of their way to. I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe, like, because what do you do? You 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 run out of room in minor version updates, and then you just have to keep adding significant digits, which you can just keep doing forever, right? Like you can just add another one to the end of whatever it is, and then you've bought eight more upgrades before you have to do that again. Right. See, software development is easy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry that you were hungover all day. We did Puzzled Pint last night, and it was fun. I think people had a good time. Yeah. But you, did you, you rift? Have you been going to Puzzled Pint in Portland? Uh, no, dang. Uh, <laughs> because the also on the second Tuesday of every month is when the Hollywood Theater does their uh their kung Anime fu nights. movie. Um. And but because it is the second Tuesday of the goddamn month, which is Im- an impossible day for me to remember that it's important, I always forget to go to either of them. Oh, yeah. Well, that sucks. We could start reminding you about Puzzled Pint. Well, we could start telling you, "Hey, Riff, it's Puzzled Pint," and you'll say, "Hey, that reminds me. There's a kung fu movie I yeah, want to see. Fuck you guys." Exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
You should get some. You should get some buddies together to go to Puzzle Pint with buddies. Yeah, Make we, it we buzzle, buzzled bint. Get some bosom buddies for buzzled bint, so mm. that you can survive the a puzzle clips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to an a puzzle clip soon. I am. Yeah, Leaving. mystery hunters is coming. Oh, you got to yeah, fly tomorrow morning. Right. Do you want to borrow some Valium? Do I want some Valium? Yeah, for the flight. No, I know how much you freak out on airplanes. I think I'll be fine. Okay. What's uh What's the plan for that? Or is is there a a venue or something that that it's happening at out here? Just your friends, your friend's house, right? Yeah. Is, just is, a, did you not invite Riff? I did invite Riff. Oh yeah, well, did. Riff, come on, read the read the evite. <laughs> it's all detailed in the I'll Facebook find... event. That yeah, may or may not be a thing. Facebook. <laughs> No, do you are you ever on Facebook? Rick? No, I don't. Uh, I I I have a Facebook account that I used that one time that we did Farmville as a video games hot dog assignment, right. and I have never oh, touched right. it since. I think it's because you fail all of the captchas because you are some sort of weird fucked up robot. That's true. That is my impression from listening to your voice come across this terrible Skype connection. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's because they, they show me those captchas and all those ridiculous fonts and I just type in ugh and it doesn't doesn't recognize it. Until you finally until you finally get something that was actually that. Yeah, you just it hasn't keep doing happened, it. Though. You just keep typing shart until the captcha thing happens to roll shart <laughs> as the thing that Yeah, and then I grow you. a second dick. I'm just going to assume that you said and are continuing to say something funny because I can't hear you at all. <laughs> oh, great. But I know that you're a funny and cool guy. <laughs> Can you still not hear me? I mean, uh, you're you're just a robot trapped in a well. It's oh, this would great. be the part of the this would be the part of the movie where we're actually talking to your ghost <laughs> that we've extracted <laughs> from the background noise in a recording oh. of something else. That's yeah, kind of what you sound like. Pretty you know, good. And we there's some central ambiguity that becomes Ooh. an important plot point later. Your sound in what you've said kind of weird too. Hmm. Well. How about you, Zach? What have you, or Jick? What have you been up to? I've been. Uh, I I I feel in the last couple of days like I have finally gotten back on the workhorse. I've gotten back on the horse of work, and I have been working. I had been basically as all of the forum pundits had been making shitty comments about how I was spending all of my time on West of Loathing and leaving all of KOL by the wayside. I kept thinking fuck, I'm not getting anything done on West of Loathing and KOL is so hard to work on and taking up all of my time to do nothing. But what I realized is while I like moving and I don't find the sort of minutiae of moving to be stressful and I don't find it to be unpleasant, I don't think about how much time it mm. takes. And so like, I'm basically like, I've got nothing done in the last two weeks. Oh no, wait, I moved like two people's worth of stuff into a new house and completely set up a new house. I did get that a lot done. A, yeah, and that just took like, up all of the time that I had. And I just yeah. feel guilty about not working, but that doesn't make any sense because I like, I accomplished a shitload. It's just, it was just bad timing for the stuff that I have to get done. I finally got my space set up like where I can walk into my, to my sort of study slash office in the new house and think, what kind of work am I get done on this computer? Let me rephrase. <laughs> what kind of work can I get done on this computer now? As opposed to walking in there and thinking, fuck, I got to find a place to put all this stuff. 
Right. Because I bought some shelves. I bought some 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 IKEA shelves to replace hey. the one that we could not get up the stairs. Oh my god. Yep. So Did you close. Buy Billy's. No. Um. I I am more a fan of the Expedite style one. Okay. These were actually Calax. Uh, Did you not see my hilarious oh, Twitter yeah, joke where right. I said it is right. the '90s and there is time for this? Really, I just said it was the 90s and I let people infer right. a joke. Uh, I, yeah, I like those ones with the thick outer walls and the grid style shelves. And th- because I just got the two by two ones, they could go up, they'll be able to go down the stairs. There's a very narrow. Oh, you got two by twos? Yeah. Oh. Huh. There's a very narrow staircase leading into the, to the upstairs. Yeah, and we couldn't, we probably couldn't have gotten them in through a window. There were a bunch of, a bunch of things that we thought about and then just... Like, we could have taken the roof off. Oh, yeah. But that's, <laughs> that's that seems excessive to get like a $60 Ikea yeah. bookshelf into a room. It. Just throw a party. Um, it's... It's... Ah, man, it's so great. I like... I've, I've, just, I've been waking up and just working, working from home, WFH, Western Feline Hospital, mm-hmm. uh, and getting a bunch of, bunch of shit done. I'm still like a week out on Batman though. So it's not, it's not a two week. It is not a two week delay. It's like a three week delay. And there's also an item of the month to do. And while three days ago, I would have been completely overwhelmed with how difficult it felt to get all of the shit done that I got to get done. Like the last couple of days have kind of made me feel like, all right, I'm back. I can do this because I also was finally able to carve out some time to get some work done on West of Loathing. And I was reminded how fucking delightful it is to work on that game (laughs) like just being able to see progress turned into like a video game that is not the same video game that i've been staring at for 13 years is so cool uh man i hope people like it i hope there's any point to making this game that would be nice it really would be i wish we knew anything about anything (laughs) if people like it it will be ostensibly much easier to make another game it's true similar to it yeah we've done really really well and when i say we i guess what i mean is victor has done really really well at making the engine for west of loathing very sort of content agnostic yeah um it i'm not a hundred percent sure that the west of loathing combat system is going to be the thing that we want for every game in the future i think it's entirely possible that i mean the amount of feedback that we got of the of the form, this is just a fun adventure game. You don't need fights in it. Right. Leads me to believe that the fights could probably be anything, and we would still. I think it does need fights because the kind of it's the kind of game that I want to make, and the kind of game that I want to make has a bunch of things that incrementally power up things that you do in combat, as opposed to just being an like I really don't want to make an adventure game, and hmm. that. The, all of the stuff that isn't systemic in, in KOL and in West of Loathing is basically adventure game stuff, right? Like the puzzles, the, the way that you actually achieve plot progress in KOL is pretty adventure gamey, right? Cause it's like, take this item to this place or yeah. use this item with this other item or give this item to this guy, you know, or do this thing in this place. Like it's, it, I guess in a way you can describe anything in abstract enough terms that it sounds like an adventure game. <laughs> But, you know, like in order to achieve the doing this podcast plot element, I had to do the adventure game puzzle where I drove my truck down here and found a place to park it. That was harder than you would think. You know, one of the things that I hate the most about 
driving a car in a city is the simultaneous stress of the signs telling you whether you're allowed to park somewhere or not being so complicated and so fraught with confusion and ambiguity and also there's always someone behind you honking at you to stop right. reading the fucking sign just parked in the middle of the street um, I will often park somewhere then read the sign and then be like fuck yeah. and move yeah that happens should and we uh, answer questions? We should. I was uh, I was trying to get to uh, something that I wanted to uh, read, but it was down in the middle. Oh, Elfin wrote, I'm not sure if this would even make sense, but would you consider a Twitch.tv event about West of Loathing? Would love to see what the development for that looks like behind the scenes. I do think that that's a good idea. I think that that would be an interesting thing to, like, let people, like, see it like let the sort of most dedicated people get a look at what it's going to be like i would want to do that when combat looks a little more like a thing like because right now it's so abstract it is really getting there but right now it is still just like some sort of red rectangles bouncing at each other and and most of what is expressed to the player about what's happening in combat is just in text in a little scroll thing it is it is weird like the content of KOL is very much the writing and something about this game about West of Loathing makes people really not want to read a lot of stuff. It's a graphical game. It is. Yeah. You know, I, and I think that we just have to kind of focus on, luckily we have Wes who is a tremendous resource in making animations that are funny. Right. Just, I'm not going to say it's effortless because he works really hard on it. He's just really good at it. Uh, we could, uh, we could do everything in voiceover. No, nope. just, you could just narrate the whole thing. Um, I would like to do a, I would like to do a West of Loathing dev thing, right? Uh, oh, where commentary? maybe once, That'd be fun. well, no, I just mean a, a, a dev, like a live dev stream thing. Oh, like wow. I'm going to spend a couple hours like, all right. I, and you know, and maybe it'll be like, when we're at a point where it's like, all right, I need to add like another cemetery to this game or whatever. And I know that I can do it using just assets that already exist and just set up the scripting and make some monsters and set up the actual interactions. I think that would be interesting for people to see. Um, for some people to see, you know. Speaking of which, uh, JB93 said, are there plans for the time twitching tower to still reappear on occasion? Yeah. Um, Plans might be a strong word. Plans are plans is, is a strong word. But yeah, I mean, we know what the next thing is going to be. We are out of the habit of doing the actual live dev. And that's fine. You know, I don't think that people were like. I did not see a lot of people like expressing disappointment that we didn't do the dev stream. The dev streams were fun for a while, you know, but they were like a product of their time and they were really, really hard and it was worth doing because it made people happy. But like anything, it just gets old after a while and fewer people show up and it's less fun for us. And, you know, I really like seeing that tower continue to grow. Look, I think that is a really neat thing. And it, yeah. it, it does it does make me interested in the project that we proposed and this is a thing that I just don't know when we would ever do this but the the game where basically it was just a live event all the time 
right? Like if our job was just making this game happen in real time, like in, you know, every day something happened and we added some content to a thing and and would it, would the game continue to be playable while the stream was not happening? Yeah. Not, I don't mean a stream, right? It was like when, cause I remember you said when we were doing the, the, the skeleton invasion for Valhalla, right? We just decided, you know what? We're just going to do this. Every day. Like, we're just going to, like, in a day, we're going to do the next day's worth of content for this thing, and this is just how we're going to do it. And it was really fun, and it would have gotten really old, I think, trying to do it for a year or for 10 years. But, you know, when you said, you know, what if this was just our job? Like, that wouldn't be so bad, right? Like, if our job was just running this game, if we had put in systems to make it easier, then, you know, we'd also, I'd proposed on some radio show a long time ago, like, what if we just let the computer decide what happened and then we back justified it narratively, right? Like we just like, all right, here's, here's what different kinds of monsters there are. Here's just a generator for these monsters. And we just build one. And it's like, all right, what happens today? Well, this monster went from being a goblin to being undead. Okay. Well, so what happened here was we write the announcement that like one of the goblins in this camp leg started experimenting with necromancy and he turned himself into a lich or whatever. Right. And then just do a little bit of writing on that and then just have a huge procedurally generated world with sort of randomly chosen bespoke content done as funny reactions to whatever uh-huh. the computer tells us is going to happen that day. I think that's an interesting idea. I, you know, that's an interesting idea for somebody who's got a full-time job's worth of time right. to spend on it. But, you know, doing live stuff would be easier in a system that was set up to support doing live stuff, you know, like we would have to make it so, well, you're not allowed to change anything on live except going through these tools that guarantee the safety of changes pushed to live. Right. For instance. Um, and those would be very difficult tools to write. Anyway, Deus Ex Machina writes, is the nearby plane going to have groundhogs on Groundhog's Day? I mean, before the, not, uh, before the nearby planes, the naughty planes revamp, uh, it would have had, uh, it would have groundhogs randomly appear during Groundhog Day, but it looks like you forgot to include that when you updated it. You know, we could do it. We could put them somewhere. Um, if you just had that GIF just isolated or those GIFs isolated without the, because mm. they existed in the sort of blank planes right. parts, you know, we could just put those in the place when, when planes.php was replaced with place.php question mark, which place equals planes. Mm-hmm. Uh, those old, those old GIFs did not move across. Groundhog day is, February 2nd. Yeah. It, what I was going to say is this is like the kind of thing that we would make a big deal out of and we never really did. You know, it's it's just one of those like sort of nerd appeal holidays. Yeah. Like the idea of get, having to do it over again the next day. <laughs> yeah, that I never heard anybody come up with a suggestion for that 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 didn't sound like it would be a lot of not fun for the players and a lot of work for us. But like if we just stored everybody's flags... Uh, at the beginning of Groundhog Day, like their whole character state, and then we just rolled it back the next day. You could do whatever the hell you wanted. And, like, donate. <laughs> and then we would just take all your stuff away that you donated for. Yep. But we would still have your money. 
Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if that would be any fun. I don't know if there are things that people don't do because of the consequences. In a way. Oh, so you're saying we could do like a that movie where crime is legal for a day or whatever. Sure. What is that what called? What was that? The yeah. Purge. Yeah, there was an episode of Rick and Morty about it and they kept talking about some movie. I think The Purge, that sounds right. Crime is legal for a day. Yeah. Let's go out and do some crime. Yeah, let's uh, let's get sushi and then not pay for it. That's what they did, right? I don't know. Yeah, that's what the guy. That's what those those punks in uh, Repo Man said when one of them said, "Let's go fuck this. Let's go do some crimes." And the girl said, "Yeah, let's eat sushi and then not pay for it." And I don't know if that was like because that was in the eighties, right? And sushi was like becoming a thing. Probably very expensive at that point. Everywhere, but was but also kind of shishi, right? So, like, I don't know if the the idea was that it was out of character for them to eat sushi, or if the if the if the joke of that scene was that like they were actually just rich suburban white kids who were being punks as an affectation. Uh huh. Or know. maybe maybe they were targeting their crime at 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 what they considered to be richy rich bullshit. Yeah, but then why why isn't it let's go vandalize a sushi restaurant instead of like let's go eat some sushi and not pay for it? Well, you don't get like, free lunch from just vandalizing a thing. Yeah, but do you want the do you want the lunch of the of the bourgeois? If it's free, maybe. Hmm, no, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Robert <laughs> Heinlein taught me that. The clever acronym. It's not really a clever acronym. It's just the first letters of all the words. There's no such thing as a free lunch, except that it had to be. There ain't no such thing as a free lunch to be pronounceable. Mm, no, Barely. no, no, Robert Heinlein, bad Robert Heinlein. No cookie. Signs three fourteen. H N C. Yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, but it's almost brunch. <laughs> Are you kidding? It's it's half past six. <laughs> Science 314 says while I enjoy the equipment diversity and the fall of Smithsness uh, and what uh, what Science 314 is talking about is the fact that the items that you get from the Tome of Smithsness an item of the month that is uh, widely regarded to be incredibly overpowered that was a lot of the reason <laughs> not even a lot of the reason it was a lot of the justification I made to the players on why moving to a model where you can only use Mr. Store items from the last couple of years was better for the competitive scene. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Smithsness fell out of the competitive scene. And so this crazy overpowered thing is no longer a thing that everyone is using all the time. Uh, anyway, he continues. I'm starting to realize that the one unfortunate way in which I use Smithsness as a crutch is that there just aren't that many clubs and shields in the kingdom. I'm using Belch the Rainbow and Sawstorm regularly in my first hardcore standard run, and it's feeling like the old days of Kung Fu Hustler that was supposed to make the classes play more uniquely. Moxie classes can acquire their specialized weapons, and Mist classes can buy utensils at the Armory and Leggery if they can't find anything better in run. Why not add a few maces and shields to the Armory and Leggery? That, they don't have to be good, just enough so that players don't feel like it's not worth it to club or shield. Also, now that Smith's offhands are no longer a thing, do you think it'd be more balanced to let Turtle Tamers wear shields in their back slot now? It would still be super useful for moments like the desert when you have a required or heavily encouraged offhand. <sighs> that might be the case. I... The, 
my worry about letting turtle tamers equip shields is was less about the competitive advantage and more about the like well suddenly like optimal aftercore requires you to have to have two old mr store shields that are really mm. precious to come by not that anybody really cares about optimal aftercore but you know i feel like we are cognizant of the fact that shields and clubs are important and we do a lot of things like putting shields and clubs into things was for a really long time a thing that we would do to sort of sweeten the deal on a Mr. Store item. And I think that having gotten used to a world in which we had done that a lot and thus shields and clubs were very plentiful, we just haven't done that in a while. And maybe it's time to start again. You know, the the next... Mr. Store item is probably going to be charter-ish. Ah, boy. You know what I need to do is I need to do just the fun part of that and then make you guys do the rest. (laughs) I need to just design, design the system for creating. It's, 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 you know, actually less charter-ish and more, uh, game inform dungeony, but less constrained by the central joke conceit of the game inform dungeon. Um, that was super clever, but it seemed like a real pain in the ass to actually implement, <laughs> right? Having to have that thing that just describes this whole thing and then manufacture game content to match the description. Yeah. Like, procedurally generated zones with little quests in them are a thing that are fun, and they're very fun for me to design. And, the you know, the first 60% of the implementation is very fun for me to do, but I need to... I need to let it go, man. I need to just be like, you guys can handle this, man. I'm just going to go uh, smoke pot in a sauna. That's probably a really bad idea, huh? Because you could just toss some pot onto those rocks at the sauna. It's hot huh. box. Remember when we were at the uh, the the New Year's Eve party house in Carmel, and I forgot to tell this guy about this. Uh, I tried to pour some water on the rocks in the sauna, and the water just poured out the bottom of the sauna directly out of like a light fixture in the kitchen downstairs. <laughs> huh. Wait, what? And you came upstairs, and we're like, uh, "There's just water pouring into the kitchen." I'm like, "Oh, okay. I guess this doesn't go there." They were really relying on it boiling as soon as you poured it in there. Anyway, um, a lot of people have discovered the value of uh, the seal figurines again for killing seals and getting cool clubs from them. That's true. I've seen people talking about actually doing that in runs. So that's neat that, see, this is another one of the advantages of the standard restrictions. Like if you can only use overpowered Mr. Store content from the last couple of years, you are forced to go into old things that you haven't messed with in a while because they haven't been worth it in a while and that's cool it's cool that people are although i don't like that system really and i have i've like a year and a half ago or whatever like when i was in the middle of all the class revamps around the time that we did the turtle taming revamp which i think made that better for people it made it a thing that you would actually engage in engage with it made it a brand you would engage with although it would be cruel to brand the turtles although maybe it wouldn't be cruel because they don't have any nerves on their shells you could just engrave them oh yeah with like those little things that are like a tattoo needle except with no ink Mm -hmm. yeah a dremel yeah like that 
you could engrave with a Dremel, right? A lot of, uh, you'd make a lot of just like sort of accidental chaotic scrawls as the Dremel dug itself around. The, yeah, that'd be. And as the turtle boy. wandered off. That's true. Yeah, he would probably get bored with that pretty quick. Yeah. I really want to have a party where there are giant tortoises walking around with candles on their shells providing light. <laughs> that is, I, like. Oh, that is some, like. Is that, is that your imagination of, of what a really rich guy does? Yeah, just like a, well, I guess like what a really rich guy did like 150 or okay. 250 years ago. It's like, a, right? like an eyes wide shut kind of move or something. I feel like I read about a thing where that happened. Like there was just a garden party where the light was provided by turtles just sort of ambling around with, and you know, you'd kind of scatter things that are delicious to turtles in small amounts all around the party. Although you, you wouldn't be sure that your guests wouldn't eat the like half rotten lettuce, you know, it was a long time ago. Oh, uh, floor d'oeuvres. <laughs> vegetables and fresh vegetables were harder to come by. Uh, you know, but so the turtles would move around, like, you know, so the turtles would like, you, you, you wouldn't want all light concentrated in one part, which is just like, I don't know, wherever turtles like to fuck. Also, that would probably, I mean, the way, I mean, I've seen turtles fuck and the, if you had candles on their back. That oh, would yeah. seems like it'd make it less fun for the the one on the, in the rear. Um, it's probably worth it. I don't know. If you had to, if you had to get burned every time you had sex, would you still do it? You would. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you exist <laughs> proves that somebody did. If everyone got burned, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I not just, just you. I was like, it's, it's, I, don't, <laughs> I don't follow the logic there. Uh, King Bobson says, is there any limit on how many question one is, questions one is allowed to submit to a single given podcast? Is there going to be a limit now after submitting like a thousand questions? Um, and a lot of them are. Okay. King Bobson writes, Cindy 2.0, when? Riff, when are you going to do another thing like the Cinderella thing? Oh. Um, I, I kind of forgot about that idea I had. I should, I should write that down so I don't totally forget it. I, I guess I got confused because I had another idea for a totally unrelated thing, and I wrote that down instead. <laughs> kind of forgot about the alternate Cindy thing I'd forgot I'd thought of. It's not it's not even really accurate to call it an alternate Cindy thing, but yeah, I'll have to I'll have to put some thinking time into that when when work on Batman eases off a little. Batman, Batman, Batman. Speaking of which, King Bobson says, the new Batman minigame you're making and going to release in two days. <laughs> Is it going to have Spelunky-style leaderboards? Because I really like that style of leaderboard still. Keeps people playing the minigame and makes getting on the leaderboards more exciting without sacrificing people's ability to get the rewards. I'm assuming here that there's even footing starts, like uh, even footing starts like Spelunky had and not like the Candy Witch or something. Non-even footing makes Spelunky-style much weaker. Um, what does the non-even footing mean? Uh, like you bring your own stats in or whatever. I see. Right. I don't remember how the Candy Witch worked. Are you just you when you're playing the Candy Witch game? I don't remember. Maybe. It's, is that the reverse diabetes thing? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember how that works. It's so, it's a little different. Although, Splunky has some permanent unlocks yeah right? you do get permanent so this will this will be like that there there will be permanent unlocks that you get by playing it yeah um there will be non 
self-contained rewards that you get for playing it. And then we will, I will probably do a Spelunky style leaderboard reward. It'll, it'll be different. You'll see. It will require much more of a commitment to stay on top of that forever. Um, you know, I think it, we might want to structure the leaderboard such that every, the very first run gets on the leaderboard in some way is like their, their run is displayed. And so then like, do you know what I mean? Like there, I feel like there's a way no, to track. I have, I have no idea what you mean. I'll, I'll, I don't want to spoil the content for it, but, uh, do you mean like the sort of thing where it displays the top 10 and then displays your score and says you were number 5 million and 78? No, I'm, what I mean is, uh, the leaderboards that we've been thinking about would be, um, difficult, like difficult to achieve. And I feel like we could maybe make a leaderboard that was inclusive of all types of runs hmm. until the like most hardcore started filling it in. Wonder if we could do, what if it was a leaderboard that, well, or if it not necessarily the leaderboard, but if there was a leaderboard that said that was like this was your fourth attempt at at the game here's the leaderboard of fourth attempts the trouble there is that it's impossible to ever try again to improve yeah. that score because it'll never be your fourth attempt again mm-hmm. right true and the, yeah so you like that ends up encouraging like how about playing it a bunch of times on multis to like yeah. understand it and then go through it on your How main about a leaderboard, a personal leaderboard that just you got to see that was leaderboard of your own attempts against each other. Yeah. So like you, oh, That's this was possible. your fifth attempt and you did this much better than your second attempt. Yeah, you just having a you just having a history where you can see your improvement like an ascension history. That's that's kind of neat. You could also uh, enable like friends lists or something oh, to yeah. compete compete against just specific individuals instead of the whole kingdom. Yeah, yeah. leaderboard of your friends the way uh, iOS does it. Yeah. King Bobson also says, "Jake, you've said a few times you don't like making bookshelf skills or garden items of the month in a type 69 world." You mean a standard restrictions world. Can't remember your reasoning, but it's probably fine. Uh, is there any reason you haven't made non-item of the month versions of those things? I personally really enjoyed picking which garden or summons to use on a particular day, and even if the two were much lower quality, it would be nice to not lose them entirely. This is a, this is a suggestion that comes up a lot, and I... I don't really see the point of making a non-item of the month garden, right? Because it would be so weak that no serious person would ever use it, and a non-serious player wouldn't know the difference between it and any of the other content in the game. Well, it would, like, let's say all the gardens fall out of standard. You would still be able to put something in that slot. In run? In run. And I don't know if that's I don't know if that's what they're talking about in terms of wanting to be able to do that. I guess, yeah, maybe. But the idea of standard is that you can have like things don't need to have slots anymore. Yeah, and you have fewer things to worry about. Yeah, right. A lot of the advantage of it is like you don't have to mess with your bookshelf, you don't have to mess with your garden, you don't have to mess with the florist fryer. Is the florist fryer out of standard? I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I don't remember how old. I think I remember people saying that it was. And hooray. It it might be, but it its effects were still firing mm, or something good. like that. 
There's a couple of things that fell out of standard that their effects are. They, yeah, they came into they came in from weird directions. Yeah. King so. Bobson writes, Number Wang is a really weird standard item. To get it, you need to use a bunch of dubious peppermints, which you get from trick-or-treating in an outfit that's out of standard. Should it be out of standard, even if the item itself was made less than two years ago? Candies... <sighs> the sort of stance we've taken on that is candies, because they you can get them in perpetuity, are not dated. Even if you get them with dated outfits? Yeah. Okay. That's that, just, seems- that was just sort of a... a we had to make the call somewhere, and that's yeah, just what that we seems did. that seems pretty reasonable. Because I mean, it is about your ability to acquire them, right? And you potentially could acquire them if you yeah. New ones can be made. The last time the game was capable of shitting out a new one of these things is the standard date. So it's, like is usually the standard yeah. date. Yeah. Sometimes we don't update stuff that's got a new vector and yeah, especially if it's like a crazy random thing. But like we did, like reintroduce bananas. You know, yeah, because they were quasi reliable ish to get like you can get them if you try now. Right. And it was weird that something as fundamental as a banana came from limited time content anyway. And that was was that a traveling trader item? Uh, yes. Yeah. You get bunches the of first them. one or whatever. Um, It wasn't Rainbow Gravity the first. No, no, that was that was somewhere in the middle. Huh? Yeah, I don't remember what the first one was. I Maybe think it was right. bananas, it was and bananas. then it was Swamp Gas, and then hmm. something else. CDs, right? <laughs> that did nothing. Yeah, but then were used as currency for the next time he came back. Yeah, yeah. boy, we're dicks. Yep. <laughs> boy, I miss that guy. <laughs> um. Fuck, I was about to say something, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, I also feel that way about tiny plastic swords. Like, I really wish that tiny plastic swords were not... Like, I like that they're precious and rare, but I really wish that they were just, like, a thing that were sort of as common as little paper umbrellas. It's weird that of little paper umbrellas and tiny plastic swords, one of them is plentiful and summonable every day by people with a skill, and one of them is, like, a crazy rare heirloom from ten years ago. When they're practically the same object. Well, they're the same object in the real world. And in the game, they're, they're vastly different. Yeah, right. That, which I, I, and that's I, what you're, you're I don't like. Yeah, like I, I wish that that wasn't the case. But there's so many, there's so many things that are similar to that, right? Because like, you know, gold and diamonds are garbage, basically. And meat <laughs> is super valuable, right? Like, Right, but it's that... Bananas and tiny plastic swords are exist to me in the same category as, as you know, cherries and little paper umbrellas, mm-hmm. but they are wildly different in terms of their actual sort of economic is, position. I mean, it, and it is because they are such a simple object, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's, they're like a, a fundamental atom of this comedy universe. And it's weird that they're so disparate in their rarity. Yeah. A weird thing with a weird name, I'm more okay with it being a rare old thing than something that, like, should just be a very common object according to the tone of the game. Uh, let's see. At some point in the past, as guest who 
King Bobson. King Bobson. Uh, somebody raised the idea of making six more astral items, one for each class that interacted with the new post-revamp class mechanics. This was a great idea, and you said this was a great idea. Is it on the list of things to do when you have time to do things on the list? Because post Smiths, I would probably actually choose these sometimes in lazy runs, and it would be great. Yeah, I still think that's a good idea, but man, there's a lot of good ideas. And not that much time. Uh, you know, uh, one good idea that I just had was, uh, I think the doorbell rang a little while ago, and I bet that means that Jim Frog Fractions Crawford is here, and I'll bet he's hungry like we are. That's cool. And I bet he would like to go get some pizza, some sushi, some who knows what we're going to eat for dinner. Pizza sushi. Uh, do you remember how we uh, sign off this show now? No. Did we, Did we decide, decide on something? On something? I don't remember. Maybe you guys just ask in unison, did we decide on something? Yeah, and I say, the... I don't remember. Goodbye. <laughs> I am a singing robot. No. No. <laughs> uh, we could just bumble around for a minute at the end of every episode trying to think of something. Done. And then, and then when that fails, uh, we just, everyone gets sad and angry. Riff whistles. Yeah. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>